Welcome to Transition, Gadgets 360's gaming and pop culture podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about a bunch of games, including Civilization VI, which just released on iPad, Apple's approach to loot boxes, Games the Shop offering pre-order discounts in India, and the games to look forward to in 2018. Apart from this, we have our usual section on the games we've been playing this week. So, to talk about all of these things, we have our games editor, that's Rishi Alwani. Yeah, it's a slow news week, news day, news year. Welcome to the, I think, last podcast of 2017. Last podcast indeed. We're recording this on 26 December and this is episode 51 of Transition, where a friend of the podcast, Mikhail Madnani, is also present. Yes. And I'm your host, Pranay Parab. So, I think we should start with all this Apple stuff. First of all, their approach to loot boxes and the big release of Civilization VI on iPad. Yeah, so out of nowhere, like a bolt from the blue, Sid Meier decided to grace iOS devices, or rather the iPad, with Civ 6, which was one of the cooler uh, strategy games of last year. Yeah, so we should remind people that like there have been other Civilization games on iPad as well, uh, or was it Sid Meier's Starships and other, so, other games? So uh, 2K partners with Asper Media to do all their mobile and Mac porting. Asper Media and Feral Interactive are two publishers and developers who do a lot of uh, conversions for like DirectX which is what's used usually on Windows to OpenGL which works on mobile and Mac and Linux. While usually they've been working on older games because like it's easier to port older games to mobile and all because obviously like the tech is still behind PCs. Uh Civilization Revolution and Revolution 2 I believe came to iOS and Android. Sid Meier's Starships also showed up, which was cross-play with PC, I believe, or it just released at the same time. Uh, 2K has brought Bioshock, which died, and it was a bad port, and it's actually not downloadable anymore. Uh, XCOM Enemy Within and Enemy Unknown showed up, and those got fixed eventually. And those were like the most recent thing which they did for iOS, because XCOM Enemy Unknown originally released on PC, PS3, 360, and uh, Rishi gave it 10 on 10. I think it was one of the few... at that time 10 yeah back in the day it was one of the few and this was in a life pre gadgets 360 so uh, it it's like uh, yeah. everyone loved enemy unknown it's like you you absolutely should play it but uh, no uh, november and december saw a ton of great ios releases both from like uh, new new indie games new games and ports like life is strange fez then a game which released on uh, switch pc and ios at the same time called gorogoa from annapurna interactive who are basically becoming this boutique publisher of like interesting games uh before iTunes shut down like if you aren't aware every year around christmas before christmas uh, iTunes connect which is where developers upload their games it shuts down for the holidays where you cannot release or upload games unless you have some special thing with apple mm. and uh, before the iTunes shut down civilization 6 just popped up on the app store unannounced and uh, like you think by now that it'll be like probably like a toned down version given how like Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment released Shadow of War or Injustice 2 like all of these are not the same as the console game even though they use the same IP Civilization 6 is the same game complete with everything the base game launched with plays superb with touch and uh, it's actually like free to try on iPad for 60 turns after that is where things get interesting Uh, instead of going with the usual mobile pricing which is like if a game costs uh, 20 or 30 dollars on pc it's usually 5 to 10 dollars on mobile uh, civilization 6 is available for 2499 in india on pc and it's 60 dollars abroad 
it's currently $30 for the in-app purchase to unlock the whole game right now for a limited time until Jan 4th. After that, it's actually going to go up to $60, which is makes this the first full-price AAA game on iOS. Yeah, so the India price would be something around $4,600 yes, or something. Yes, which yeah. is obviously more than Steam because Steam does regional pricing. And uh, Apple, while they do have regional pricing for lower tiers, they don't have it for high tiers. So, yeah, uh, And in addition to this, we're looking at a situation where, uh, I mean... We've seen games at higher price points do be- do okay on mobile platforms. I mean, that, there's a reason why Grand Theft Auto San Andreas still sells in India on mobile. But I mean, what were? But now the ask is to ask people to spend even a lot more than that. So, uh, what's interesting about this is uh, while if you look at a game like San Andreas and all, all these games are kind of like you need controllers to get the best experience, even though they're playable. Like I finished Vice City on Touch. So it, it is playable, but uh, games like, you know, World of Goo, Point and Click Adventures like Thimbleweed Park and the likes, all of these will work perfectly on uh, at least big screen big screen tablets, basically. And iPad's the best tablet for games. So uh, Civilization 6, they actually reworked the control scheme. So it has a mobile-specific control scheme and it's the full game. So essentially, they've not toned down anything. So it's not like you're getting a dumbed-down version at all. Uh, yeah, but there are some trade-offs. One particularly in terms of cinematics. Not like that matters much in a, in a strategy game. And uh, there is no commitment on DLC. Yeah, they that's something. That, uh, like basically what they're going to do is they're going to wait and watch and see how this does on iPad before committing. And they also said that uh, uh, they will look into iPhones and Android devices eventually. No commitment on that either. We know Civilization 6 is getting a Rise and Fall expansion uh, in February, I believe, on uh, PC platforms. Uh, This also does not include any of the content which showed up with the deluxe edition of Civilization 6 on PC, which both Rishi and I picked up. Yeah. So another big exclusion here is that online multiplayer is not there, right? That's the final thing which uh, uh, I'm kind of surprised didn't make it in. Maybe it's something they'll add later, but... uh, like, obviously, there's no arguing that Civilization 6 on its own has, like, a ton of content. Like, you'll easily get your money's worth. It's a great port as well. But, uh, yeah, if you're buying it to play against your friends in asynchronous multiplayer or whatever, uh, that's not possible right now. The multiplayer right now in Civ 6 is LAN-based only. So, they again, this is another thing they said they'll look into in the future. So, basically, uh, they have released... Uh, I still consider this totally worth the money, but these are things you need to consider. But best of all, you can just download it and try it for 60 turns and then take a call. Yeah. And you ideally should before January 4th because, yeah, you'd rather spend 30 than 60. Yeah, and so 30 is 2,300 rupees yeah. in India. Yeah, but I don't know. The way I see With it... With GST. <laughs> I think, yeah, the way I see it, it's on the expensive side, uh, particularly when you compare it to the PC release comp- 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 compared to even what you get in terms of support. But I mean, yeah, if, if you're hankering for your strategy fix, this is one of your only options at this stage. But what what does intrigue me here is that uh, if this ends up being successful, we could end up seeing a lot more companies uh, bring their strategy games to iPad, at least uh, closer to day one. I mean, you have EA who's sitting on a ton of uh, IP, particularly to do with, uh, uh, with Red Alert and Command & Conquer. We could see that make it. I mean, uh, Asper Media and Feral Interactive also do other stuff. I mean, uh, one of them ported uh, Total War, the old one, Total War Rome to iPad. And they also ported the DLC in the end. So there is an audience over here because they keep releasing this stuff. Uh, What I'd like to see eventually is Paradox discover that this is a thing because uh, City, Skyline, stuff like that would like work really well with a touch interface. It's on console already, so it's not like... uh, the hardware can't run it because like Xbox and PS4, are, the CPUs are really weak compared to current PCs. 
and uh, those games run over there and like obviously controllers aren't ideal for this kind of game and touch works better so like yeah if civilization 6 does well maybe we'll see more people wake up but uh, like just i'm surprised at how well it works on ipad yeah so i'm actually like not exactly sure about command and conquer red alert and things like that making it simply because i think as a whole turn based strategy works much better on on uh, touch based devices True. handheld devices True. than real time strategy oh yeah agreed but then at the end of it let's be honest here any excuse for i mean it's it wouldn't be too tough for them to uh work those mechanics in or at least modify totally see red alert do you, come back do you really want to see current ea work on a red alert game for mobile given what's happening i mean uh what choice do we have at this stage <laughs> no but jokes aside uh mike brought up a very interesting point uh, it would be nice to see games like stellaris make it onto uh, yeah, make like it on touch yeah like rimworld and all all of these yeah. games uh they they work on basically anything they work on old macbook airs also so it's not a tech thing it's just that they need to figure out whether it's worth the effort and if you see games doing well at like 30 and maybe 60 60 seems a bit unlikely to me yeah 20 is worked out well xcom enemy unknown enemy within both launched at that price they did relatively well because they still keep getting support uh, i hope this does well and uh, it is smart of them to do civilization 6 like i always expected 2k to eventually dump civilization 5 complete onto ipad because like civilization 5 is really old civ 6 has shown up and yeah it works really well so this shows that like it's it's still new triple a pc game showing up on ipad so yeah all said and done like we'll see how it performs eventually but uh, super mario run didn't do that well according to nintendo even though it sold a ton yeah, of copies yeah but like the problem with super mario run honestly is uh, like a lot of people including myself bought it just to check out how mario would be on mobile and it's kind of like not a good endless runner they're like tons better on ios and android so yeah and I- like they they should have if the, you know what nintendo could ideally do is like yeah they made a game built for the platform and all but uh, I just didn't see value in that ten dollar unlock, which was there initially for the content which was offered. Like, I'd honestly rather spend that ten dollars on a Hearthstone card pack. And speaking of Hearthstone card packs, yeah. So uh, it seems that our nice friends at Apple have decided to be uh, proactive amidst the chaos that is uh, loot boxes. And now there's a there's a there's a very interesting point in Apple's developer guidelines that states that if a game has loot boxes. uh they have to be the the odds of what items you get have to be mentioned that's all it says literally that's all the the direction they've given compared to other countries or other compared to other uh, countries that have these limitations like china uh wherein uh, you know the publisher has to broadcast and let people know every month what changes and let them know on a regular basis what's going down in the game that apple has decided to take a more has they decided to take an approach that's just a single line in their uh, guidelines which possibly could also be perceived as them just trying to cover uh, uh protect themselves from any possible drama or litigation that might happen in the future uh what's interesting is uh some games like fire emblem heroes as far yeah, as i, I was know gonna they, bring that they up, disclose yeah. the odds already of uh, when you i think you buy summoning or something in that yeah so uh, there are those whatever loot box like card packs right so yeah and then depending y- on what you pull in that it's like a gacha system yeah but uh, in that like it's very important because you like all the platinum legendary whatever characters yeah, are there yeah everyone everyone wants to spend money on tarja yeah, so yeah, yeah. So. but uh, with with oh, with sorry you know watch with hearthstone blizzard already spoke about these things in china because the rule came in place in china a while ago where they've had to reveal the odds over there and they've seemed a little low but then 
over the last year and a half both hearthstone and overwatch odds have become better so you get less duplicates and stuff now while some people are celebrating thinking this is a big victory for consumers not really like even if you see the odds and you look at oh there's like a 0.1% chance of pulling a legendary card in a card pack people still continue buying so it's just little more information available to you and yeah like rishi said this is apple just covering themselves because some region uh this might have become a big deal where uh, they contacted apple and google play and stuff and apple's like here just do it for everyone and that takes care of it i think also uh, what needs to be understood is that uh, blizzard also found a workaround at least for overwatch in china so what what's done is rather than sell people the loot boxes they're giving the loot boxes free every time people buy in game currency that's how the game works in china so there are ways around it and uh, honestly all this again ha- ha- boils down to the fact that you had a really high profile uh, pop culture icon in 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 the star wars franchise that essentially uh what had predatory loot box practices and now it's the the ripples and after effects are being seen across and now why apple's taken a proactive stance like this it's just a matter of time before we see steam uh, uh sony and microsoft make their move because what's going to because i don't think this is going to go away anytime soon and in fact uh while we aren't seeing any triple a games out right now from jan onwards we're going to see a ton of them and uh, it'll be interesting to see how this impacts games as in are we going to see games being delayed because you know they thought this was a cool idea 6 months ago or are we going to see a greater legislation in video games because i mean already seeing it in france already seeing it in the us where you have leg- where you have lawmakers where you have politicians uh riding the star wars bandwagon and uh, trying to make people aware of the fact that this doesn't work because you're exposing kids to gambling so i mean while i do applaud apple for their forward thinking and actually going ahead and putting this there in their developer guidelines I still I still think there is room for them to explain exactly what's necessary and what's needed considering the amount of editorial oversight that's present on the App Store it's only fair that you have an equal amount of oversight when it comes to specific guidelines like this I think what's going to happen is over, over time they're going to make this more detailed because they usually just introduce something quietly like they did over here and event, eventually we'll see it we'll see its uh, effect in a big release and then we'll know what's actually going on that's how these things usually work but uh, like when you said microsoft steam and uh, playstation i think uh, sony and microsoft will have to do it because they are selling their consoles in china so there will be some form and like uh, the playstation and xbox store is like one common store across different regions so it's not like they like at least they don't have a separate thing in fact steam is still operating out of a gray area in china and steam's loot box system is actually gambling because you can actually sell what you get in most games for steam credit to use to buy stuff at least on or uh, PlayStation and Xbox whatever you get you're just stuck in the game you can't actually sell it for credit yeah and so the... that's actual like gambling and Valve is not going to do anything until there's a case like I don't think they even respond to like phone calls and all unless it's a lawyer at this rate we've seen how CS:GO lotto and stuff has been handled so yeah yeah i mean it's it's to the point where uh it's an underground economy that allows people to buy games cheaper to reach that level of uh proficiency but yeah i mean uh, that's where we're at on 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 the mobile and uh, uh side of things at this point in time cool then apparently games the shop is offering some discounts on pre-orders now oh wait now before we jump right into that it's not just games the shop it's also amazon so long story short basically with- a lot of retailers are offering discounts small discounts on pre-orders of games releasing within the next 6 months uh the biggest of these is obviously far cry 5 uh because that 
they have three editions for that as of now or uh, deluxe edition which has some physical stuff a uh, gold edition which just has the game and the season pass and the father's edition which is the collector's edition which has a statue and stuff like that uh games shop is offering 250 rupees off on pre-orders for this and a few other games if you use the same code uh january as such is just good for fans of japanese games at this point because there's like dissidia final fantasy on ps4 lost sphere on ps4 switch and pc Monster Hunter World on PS4 and Xbox and uh, if you know where to look Dragon Ball Fighters on PS4 Xbox One and PC Long story short what's happening is that we're seeing discounts on a ton of games uh one one on one site yes games a shop which is run by a distributor eXpress it's something readers should know they should know where the games are coming from and the other ones from Amazon now Amazon is doing a 15% off basis of uh, using Amazon Pay or the Amazon wallet whatever it's called and up to 150 bucks and that's what's happening on their next co- upcoming title which is UFC 3 and um, this is because Amazon distributes EA games in India exactly and then on top of that what we have what we're seeing on games a shop is 250 bucks off a ton of releases uh such as Far Cry 5 Lost Sphere uh for some reason the Final Fantasy 7 remake which doesn't even have a release date or a proper price no one knows exactly. that but yeah and uh, so what's happening here is and what's fascinating here is that uh we've it's rare to see games being discounted pre-release usually what happens is they try to keep the price as high as possible as close to mrp as possible before release to see both amazon and and uh, games a shop dropping price pre-release is quite amusing more so uh, when uh, when you factor in the fa- when you factor in that the games that these games do end up being a little cheaper digitally uh, and do end up being a little cheaper uh, day one month one and more importantly like i mean what what usually happens is you have a bunch of people who buy a game day one end off end up flipping it on the forums or ebay or anywhere else a week later so um yeah it's 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 interesting to see them do a half stance of a discount but i think a lot of it also has to do with how past releases have fared uh we've seen big triple a games like fifa and um, and ashes cricket not do as well as they should have at retail uh multiple retailers who I've spoken to have gotten essentially burnt on ashes where you know the the MRP is supposed to be 4299 but they've had to sell at 1000 rupees less because grey market prices were really good and with fifa what how what we saw was uh, even though the game was priced at 4000 day one price was 3699 3799 because amazon and flipkart got into a price war uh so yeah i mean uh, it it's ju- it just seems like a way to woo more people back uh from what i've been hearing also is that uh, the day one sale on fifa physical wasn't that great in a lot of stores so the way i see it yeah it just seems like a way for those with the means to ensure that there's a greater volume of pre-orders what does this mean for you well it means that you'll probably get games at a better rate and it also means that if you're buying used you're going to get an even better deal because what's going to happen is that whoever's going to buy a game for 4000 less 250 bucks is going to end up having to sell it a lot cheaper when when he puts it on sale on on forums or on ebay or whatever So yeah good times all around. Yeah good times indeed. So before we talk about the games we've been playing this week let's uh, look at the games that we are going to be looking forward to in 2018. So I think it starts with uh, January where uh, there are a bunch of games coming out. Yeah basically uh, like I already mentioned the I think the biggest release for India is uh, Monster Hunter World and Dragon Ball Fighters because there are a lot of Dragon Ball Z fans over here. That's a fighting game Monster Hunter World uh, You should have played the beta because there was a PS Plus exclusive beta then there was a non PS Plus beta both on PS4 
uh we've already spoken about monster hunter world and uh, yeah there are three editions of the game coming to india one is a steelbook edition one is a standard edition and one is a a standard edition which has a 3d hologram cover which costs 200 rupees more for some reason uh none of them include any separate dlc there's still a deluxe edition available on psn and xbox live uh that's coming out on 26 january uh then there's lost sphere which is a jrpg from tokyo rpg factory Uh, who made I Am Setsuna, which released on uh, PS4 and PC and Switch. This one's also coming to those platforms. Uh, you can try a demo on every platform right now. Uh, it's it's a very interesting looking game, but uh, I don't know how it's going to end up being because the demo wasn't as good as the previous game. Then there's Dissidia Final Fantasy NT, which is a PS4 exclusive. Uh, it's a brawler being made by Square Enix Tecmo Koei Team Ninja, which has characters from across the Final Fantasy history. uh in this quote on quote story with quote on quote lore and yeah basically that's the end of the month release for january uh the whole opening of the year seems a little leaner compared to last year which had like a ton of stuff in jan like yakuza 0 which is like our game of the year over here and uh, other than that like there's not there's nothing much really till march i'd say when uh, far cry 5 releases and uh, february has the civilization 6 expansion obviously and One yeah second. then there are a bunch of other things as well including a, a possible sometime 2018 release of age of empires so yeah there's age of empires that's coming out uh, there's god of war that's looking really which hot which doesn't have a release date yet although it has been leaked slash rumored slash whatever yeah about march 22nd which is the same day as uh, uh what do you call it uh, far cry 5 uh there another thing is <clears throat> obviously ea ufc 3 is coming out early feb Shadow of the Colossus remake not remaster is also coming out in early feb which is going to be interesting and uh, if you played Dragon Quest Builders on PS4 and Vita last year it's coming to Switch this year unlikely to release in India because it's a Nintendo published game unlike the previous release and uh, yeah basically i think that's all that's coming out uh, for India if you are on Switch and you import stuff and all Bayonetta 1 and 2 are coming to Switch in february and uh, yeah basically that's about it i think uh, no there's I, even sea of thieves which is out on march 20 uh well open world multiplayer co-op well, it's out on march 20 as of now yeah it, that's, i don't, I, I don't I think it's getting delayed change. but yeah. I, we don't know whether it's going to release in india yet because uh microsoft's physical presence or physical releases in india have been erratic some games like dead rising 4 didn't make it here but then you have games like super lucky tale and some of those kinect remasters for which came out on xbox 1 x and s make it over here with no announcement so yeah. we can't actually be sure that sea of thieves or the sea of thieves controller which is probably the best looking xbox one controller will make it here yeah but i think it's probably going to make it simply because it's a first party exclusive and it's a big one they're looking to push that quarter so i wouldn't worry too much uh but yeah so there's sea of thieves there's even uh, yakuza 6 which is looking interesting though to uh, be honest really? <laughs> though to be honest uh, if i i mean i've been playing the the japan demo and uh, couple of concerns at least from a technical standpoint yeah i mean the demo is is not the final build from what i know but uh, it's a big downgrade compared to kiwami and zero in terms of performance the visuals obviously uh, they've upped everything because it's a new engine made for ps4 and stuff like that but yeah even when i played the demo on a standard ps4 lots of screen tearing uh, some frame drops in combat not look not not as smooth obviously as 1080 60 fps which is what kiwami and zero had but uh, Yeah, everything looks better. Kamurocho hasn't looked better and stuff like that. I'm still more concerned about the story because uh, everyone who got into the franchise with zero and then played Kiwami, which was a remake of one, now you're gonna miss two, three, four, five, and go directly to six. Now, while these games can be played standalone, 
uh, given how important the story was in both zero and one, I'm a little concerned about that. Yeah, but there is a way out though. Uh, Isn't that also coming out in the first quarter? <laughs> now, now, uh, let's not talk about games that you know decide to show up and yeah, abuse the Oscars for some weird reason. I mean, he's the best of Sesame Street in my opinion. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, there is a way out, which is essentially you can well. If you have a PS2, play Yakuza 2 or play Yakuza 2 via emulation or uh, play Yakuza or basically just watch the entire cinematics of Yakuza 2 on YouTube. Uh, and, and for three, four, five, one PS3. And then three is the three is the problem child, if you ask me, because there is no digital release of three. Them crooked vultures. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Yakuza 3 is actually the problem child because uh, there's no digital release of the game. It's only a physical disc. Uh, where uh, so if you want to play it, yeah, you're pretty much. uh have you'll pretty much have to score the internet for a physical copy or watch again the cinematics on youtube yakuza 4 and 5 are a little easier uh for a couple of reasons at the time of recording this this podcast both of the games are on sale on psn you can pick them up for under 1000 rupees for both and uh they they're actually really good but again you'll need to play them on ps3 then or on ps4 uh, uh yeah that's like an important disclaimer isn't exactly, it exactly exactly so 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 if you want and then You can move on to Yakuza Six, which is out on uh, I think one second, yeah, which is out on March twenty. So uh, that's the situation there. I mean, what I'm what I am doing is uh, I'm probably going to watch a YouTube video of Yakuza Two, uh, play three, four, and five. Yeah, that's what I plan to do, <laughs> and then hit six. So you have a PS3 lying around? Yes. Okay. Uh, two of them. So. Yeah, not too worried. Uh, that that's what I plan to do for Yakuza at least. And that aside, there's even Metro Exodus, which is looking really nice. Uh, no release date, but I'm a big fan of you know Stalker, big fan of the the earlier Metro games. So I'm interested to see what 4A Games is up to with this one. Um, there's even God of War, as we said earlier, that's also coming out. Uh, coming back to Monster Hunter World, um, as someone who's never played a Monster Hunter game but got right into the beta, it is really cool. It's essentially got this really nice addictive loop of uh, you f- you you track down a, a track down a monster, figure out where he is, and actually hunt him down. And the combat's really and ent- uh, is really satisfying. The gameplay is really cool, and uh, it looks really good. It's a game that deserves a photo mode, but it's also one you want to play with friends. So I mean, uh, keep that in mind before checking it out. I think that's. One to look forward to, but the best thing about it, and pr- this is probably the reason why it's going to be an early game with your contender, is the game has cats cooking for you. Cool. They actually an a battalion of cats slice up sushi for you, like actually. Do But that. you're a vegetarian. It's a game. Okay. It's epic. So yeah, looking forward to that one. And cool. yeah, there's Far Cry Five as well. Uh. I mean, our impressions of the demo uh, of the preview demo build at IGX weren't that hot, but hopefully the extra time make sure would ensure that it's pretty decent when it's out March twenty seven. That's another one, and uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, those are what we're looking forward to next year. Um, I mean, at least that's what I'm looking forward to. What are you guys looking forward to? I'm just like looking at the first two or three months because. Like if if it becomes like 2017, then we're gonna have to start talking about the games coming out next week, which we're looking forward to. So I'm still just paying attention to January. Probably just gonna pick up Monster Hunter World Steelbook Edition because I really like how the Steelbook looks. It's available for pre-order, and uh, Dissidia, depending on which edition comes to India. If it's just standard edition, we'll get it digitally. If it's Steelbook again, yeah, Steelbook. But and there's also this other game which is not coming to india for some reason it's a bandai namco developed and published game called digimon story cyber sleuth hackers memory yes that's the name 
it's a traditional jrpg it does not play like pokemon even though there's this rift between pokemon and digimon fans if you've actually played uh, the persona games or like the old final fantasy games this plays more like that and uh, it's coming out on ps4 and vita i'm looking forward to that so yeah yeah so that's probably on making it here from what i've been given to understand that's probably your licensing issues yes uh, the digimon or uh, dragon ball all these uh, big anime or uh, ips basically they have some restrictions so they don't make it here or uh, then there are some other games like in february attack on titan 2 is coming out on every console platform uh, and pc i think uh that is going to make it over here uh, digitally at least the digimon and dragon ball games sometimes they don't even make it here digitally so that's something to keep in mind those games are coming very soon so yeah and if you're wondering why 2018 might sound a little sparse and lean uh do keep in mind that a lot of the big surprises are left till e3 they left till uh the the publishers have their own events which are usually towards towards the end of the first quarter so i mean so you while you might see leaks and rumors leading up to it we won't have any confirmation till at least uh hopefully till around uh, june at at earliest i mean keep in mind like assassin's creed origins while it was leaked to hell and back we only got an off- official confirmation at e3 and that ended up being one of the better games of the year so publishers are also trying to reduce the gap between an announcement of the game and the actual release date which is why uh, you aren't seeing too many you know bigger uh, games that have been announced yet for 2018 Hmm okay and only game i am looking forward to as of now is age of empires but you know last time i was looking forward to that game it did not really end well so yeah there we go anyway so moving on to games we've been playing this week it's been a really strange week for all of us here at gadgets 360 simply because uh, there have been so many sales that i think all of us have ended up with more games than we can play in the next Six months. This one game called Million Onion Hotel, which I've been playing. It's a really weird game. I don't even know how to explain it. It's sort of like a. Um, I just say whack a mole type arcade game. Strategy elements, weird story, and lots of onions. <laughs> yeah. So there's like random onions that keep popping up on a screen. It's like a, a block of what? Uh, what maybe five by five blocks? Yeah. So twenty five squares in twenty five tiles in a grid, and then onions keep randomly popping up, and you have to like tap on these onions to make like a. pattern so either this line uh, uh, like is is a straight line or a diagonal pattern so you can like uh, tap on these onions at the right time to make like a double or a triple combo or something and then you know you unlock more stuff it's it's really weird it's hard to explain just uh, play the game i'll put the link in the show notes and you will understand that you know it's it's kind of hard to explain and yeah the the visuals are all pixely and uh, like retro style graphics so it doesn't look great on an ipad pro uh, on an iphone looks much better so i'd recommend play this on an iphone uh, or any mobile device wherever it's available um another game i've been playing is this game called jaipur it's a board game uh, which is also available on uh, ios currently on sale for 80 rupees so pick that up as well by the way all these games i mentioned except for million onion hotel all of them are available at 80 rupees so i just picked this up because you know they've gone on ridiculously low prices so jaipur is a board game where you essentially are like playing it's a french game not an indian game even though the name suggests that and it's a board game as in it was a physical board game and it's now come to ios so you what you can do over there is basically trade so you have like a bunch of cards coming out of a deck and you have to take like some cards to yourself so when you take these cards uh, you can make like uh, patterns of two or three some of these cards are for silver gold uh, some of these are for leather and sarees and what not so 
uh, if if they if you have multiple of these cards you can sell them uh, for some of them and for some others like leather and sari you can sell one one of them so what happens is um, once you sell these cards you get some points and once like uh, the chips on the side there are six types of chips so once three of them are depleted the game is over uh, so it's a fun board game like really well made if uh, i mean if you have an ipad uh, try it in the pass and play mode and play it with your friends so they have a really nice touch where if you lift the ipad towards yourself your cards are revealed you put it down on the table the cards are hidden again so similarly your friend who's sitting across the table can pick it up and play so i played it with a friend over the weekend and it was a lot of fun so for 80 rupees it's really a no brainer just pick it up and you know enjoy and you can also play online if that is not for you um and i think finally maybe i have uh, like played just a little of this uh, other game which uh, some people may have heard of and some people may not have heard of it's called imbroglio so imbroglio is uh, basically a, a roguelike by this uh, indie developer called michael bra so another game that's really really hard to explain maybe mike can do a better job than than me uh, but yeah it's it's also a, a really fun game like i recommend you pick it up it's not on sale it will probably never go on sale but yeah definitely worth uh, checking out if you're on ios and gaming so yeah. it seems like you've made up for like the last 100 weeks of not playing anything or something now yeah. now steins gate is still a game <laughs> and it's still a game he hasn't finished unfortunately yeah because it's on iphone and i don't really enjoy it that much on iphone like a bigger screen would do better for a visual novel hmm, uh, i wonder if it's available on a bigger screen yeah you have to pay again <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's one of those old iOS releases where they used to sell the iPad and iPhone version separately as quote unquote HD at the time even though now like phones are well above that but uh, yeah, yeah but yeah before you begin your list of games there was one more game which i almost forgot like how can i forget the horror i played sonic forces it's <laughs> over, good over this weekend it's better than super mario odyssey man uh, i like well, it well it's better than another game which starts with super and ends with lucky's tale for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh you mean ratchet and clank Yeah. <laughs> so our score wasn't very good for that game. We gave it a 5 on 10. Uh, unfortunately, like mostly that happened because this w- 2017 was the year when we also saw Sonic Mania, which is a ridiculously good game and played pretty much uh, very well on the PlayStation 4. Uh this game unfortunately it's it's more like a kids game than an adults game. Now there's no problem with that. Like it's not a bad thing for a game to be a kids game, but then it has to be playable by adults as well. Like just look at Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. They added this auto steering thing and all. So the game became really easy to play for kids who don't have that fine motor control or gaming skills but it's not like it's not fun for adults like it's just as uh, entertaining for adults as well whereas uh, the sonic forces it feels like all the levels are way too short and lots of sections in these levels are pretty much like you know like on autopilot so the game plays itself which is which is a ridiculous thing like you know i i really can't understand why uh, they made it that way uh, but yeah i mean kids will enjoy that because you know it's their first experience with a sonic game maybe and um, it's not difficult the game is very forgiving for new players which is another good thing for it uh, going for it uh, but unfortunately the really bad story cringeworthy dialogue and this whole you know game playing itself and levels being too short and rewarding you for completing fast uh, completing them fast as opposed to uh, collecting bonus coins and all like all of those things didn't really sit right with me especially not after playing um, sonic mania i think a lot of it also has to do with the design philosophy and mentality hmm. uh, sonic mania was essentially made as a throwback to the glo- to the glorious uh, sega genesis sega mega drive era and it was made essentially as a fan project in a way uh, you hmm. can tell that i mean the music itself was god tier i mean uh, you have hyper portion being a really good track and yeah. got some really good chip tune tunes to it and the animation super slick as well right i mean it, it every every effort was done to ensure that 
those of us who grew up during the 16 bit era were taken care of it is mm. fan service in mm. a lot of ways uh, and uh, and just so happened to be a great game now things with the 3d sonic games well they don't have that legacy to begin with and uh, i mean the last good one depending who you ask to me at least it was sonic generations mm. but then that also had a lot of uh, 2d levels as well and uh, i mean it's 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 just a thing right i mean every every year uh, so there's a every couple, every year every couple of years there's a sonic game uh, which is a 3d sonic game and never does do well but it keeps selling enough for for sega to keep going back and making another one hmm. we've seen them do it with sonic and rise of lyric and sonic uh, colors sonic black and the black knight and a whole bunch of others uh, over the years and it's just par for the course but what i will say though and this is after playing it a bit and having the uh, fortune of miss or misfortune of playing the other 3d sonic games over the years this is no way close to generations but it's nowhere as bad as stuff like sonic and the rise of lyric mm. it's but then again it's a sonic 3d game so mm. if you're expecting it to be as good as mario you're not going to get a good game it has a very good soundtrack though i still yep. really like the soundtrack of sonic forces the vocal tracks are really nice but uh, yeah it just feels rushed and disjointed like there there was potential over here uh, i played it on both ps4 and switch and uh, yeah like i enjoyed it a lot more than super lucky steel but yeah 2017 super mario odyssey like yeah on. i mean that's the thing right the bar for platformers has been so high that everything else pales yeah even comparison. though this this is like a quote on quote budget release it's like 2499 mrp in india it's still like no just like just play sonic mania and if you really really want this wait for a sale it's not worth buying at that price yep. yeah definitely not it's not worth buying unless like you have a kid in your house who um, you know is not very good with platformers but would like a game with decent visu- visuals and a good music i like if you like literally the answer to anything is if you need a platformer is super mario odyssey like it hmm. caters to everything so no super yeah. mario except for non switch owners i guess then super <laughs> mario run yeah <laughs> Okay. okay yeah and I, yeah by the way to get rid of this horror i started playing a bit of ashes cricket again because ashes is going on and like in my i think i played a couple of 20 over matches and yeah the game has improved a lot so that's that's one bit of good news like the bowlers no longer bowl this like ridiculous wide ball which goes like so far down the leg side for a boundary like the keeper actually catches the ball if if mm-hmm. you know it's it's a wide so yeah the ai has improved and overall the game is uh, it feels a little more polished than it was uh, before like even though the fielding ai still can improve quite a bit so yeah mikhail uh i've been playing a more xenoblade chronicles 2 finding out ways to break the game just like i did with ff10 which means basically find spots where you get a ton of experience or super high highly powered weapons and then go and take down the super bosses in the game been doing a lot of that found some random areas in like the early parts of the game which i didn't even know existed now after like 130 hours i think that's what the play time says and uh, mostly doing that and playing hearthstone's dungeon run like i really like this part of the new expansion like i'm a big fan of roguelikes and all and this randomly generated boss thing where you get like random cards you, it doesn't actually look at how much you own or how much you've played it just gives you a fixed set of cards and you start playing against these uh, ai controlled bosses it's a lot of fun been doing that and uh, played some more rocket league uh, like got to update it on PS4 Xbox and like for some reason I had like a 7 GB update on both so I ended up playing it more on Switch after the patch it's become like playable in handheld doesn't look like garbage anymore so yeah basically been doing that Rishi. it doesn't look like garbage but it's rocket league on switch how can't it not look like garbage maybe play steins gate for a change but is it but 
Okay, no jokes aside, seriously. No, it actually has been improved a lot. Like when it launched it, I think yeah, it ran why. at it ran at like some weird 370p or some nonsense. It was variable because panic button. The same people who did the port for Doom, which uh, a lot of people for them it's been too low resolution, but I still found it okay. But Rocket League was just really bad because, uh, like, given how good it looks on Xbox, PS4, and PC, and it runs really well. I understand wanting to prioritize frame rate, but like at when the visuals it launched with were a thing, I was like, "Dude, do 10 FPS, but give me something that doesn't make my eyes bleed." After the patch in handheld mode, it's improved a lot. Now it actually hits native resolution in some situations. In docked mode, still really bad. Would not recommend it. Only it's on sale right now on Switch. There's a big eShop sale as well. Uh, I'd only recommend it if you're buying it for handheld play. It's it's fine now, like worth playing. So interesting. So yeah, in my case. Uh I've also been playing a game on the Switch, which some of you may have heard of. It's called WWE 2K18, and uh, it is bad. It is legitimately bad. It is so bad that I didn't want Mike to download the 24 gig update. That I actually met him and used the Switch's local sharing to share the 24 gig update with him. It is, and even after the 24 24 gig update, it's still bad. We're talking about. Controller issues where talk where it's not as responsive as it could be, which means last minute reversals combos can't happen as well as they should. We're talking about insane loading times of in in close to a minute's worth, all right, of loading times, and uh, it. I mean, yeah, it looks visually poor because that's to be expected. It's on a Switch. It's not running on on a PS4 or an Xbox One. Uh, but whatever is there, if there are more than two wrestlers on screen, it crawls to a. Uh, It just crawls. It crawls to the point where PowerPoint slides run by the undead would 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 be faster. It's it's really 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 slow. So basically, like WWE then worse. Like WWE, at least you, it is just like abysmal. And I mean, you got a feel for visual concepts because at the end of it, this is a game that's super time bound. This is mm. a game that's done on a strict budget, and this is a game that has to be out in a certain time frame. It's not gonna. It, this isn't a franchise that's gonna get the same love and care as NBA, which is tragic because it could be so much more than what it is. And it's on the same engine also, which is very funny because NBA Sport, while obviously not as great visually as PS4 and Xbox One, it it plays well, it runs well, it looks really nice. It has all the content. WWE has all the content, supports online and all that. But uh, yeah, they really just got it out in time for the holidays, and uh, they I guess they'll probably look at how much it sells and decide whether they want to patch it because. Uh, this is really not worth picking up right now in its current state. Even if you want WWE on a portable, so yeah. Yeah, you'd rather play the card game done by Reliance Games or anything else instead of it. It is not in the best state it can be. So to to wash that bad taste out of my mouth, I've been coming back to Assassin's Creed Origins because there has been the Final Fantasy 15 event that got added to the game, which uh, is is a cool little crossover with Final Fantasy 15, where you end up seeing. Uh, mild spoilers. The Final Fantasy 15 uh, uh, villain Arden who shows up, and that's really cool. It's a nice little throwback. You get some epic loot as well. So been playing that, and uh, aside from that, I've been playing. Uh, aside from Assassin's Creed, I've also been playing for some reason World of Warcraft on the PC. What year is it? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, so I decided to just start off playing Legion. With a maxed out uh, demon hunter class character, and it's actually quite fun. It's quite interesting. It's quite uh, well 
it's basically quite 2017 which is shocking because this is world of warcraft we're talking really? about really i was going to upload this podcast on usenet i know right geocities bro yeah. so what is it's actually pretty good and but then but then again this is this comes from someone who's whose last couple of mmos were elder scrolls online and final fantasy 14 not so, gta online sadly that gta is not an mmo dude okay. sadly sad <laughs> gta 6 that'll be the mmo <laughs> Look to say that's pretty good. Uh been playing a bit of that surprisingly well optimized but then again playing it on a Windows PC so that's to be expected. Um uh, and been playing a bit of Overwatch because you know Christmas so want to make get get those epic skins and loot boxes on on the Xbox one been playing that. And uh aside from that yes as we discussed earlier the Yakuza 6 demo which well uh yeah has me a little worried but let's see hopefully the when the games are it shouldn't be that bad yeah so because of you guys both of you recommending yakuza so heavily i have ended up buying yakuza kiwami and yakuza 0 both of them should be here today so maybe by the next podcast i'll have something to say about one of the yakuzas so let's see how that goes right then that's all we have for this episode of transition and we will see you with another episode next week in 2018 yeah. see you next year All right. Come on, someone had to make that joke, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Are we done? <laughs> transition to K18. Yeah, transition to K18 definitely. Uh copyright infringement etc. Um anyway, so the music for this podcast comes by Magnus Solai Paulson, whose album PPP PPP is where the tracks are from. Thank you so much for listening and if you like this podcast, do rate us on iTunes. Your ratings and your reviews help us a lot. Mm-hmm.